Have you ever lost something, turned the whole house upside down, only to have it reappear in the exact place you left it? Have you diagnosed yourself with chronic airheadedness? If so, you could be dealing with a nasty case of disappearing objects phenomena. And it's not your fault. Hello and welcome to the Hoke Poke Pod, the show where we explore these strange and unusual. Really? We're just two idiots poking stuff we don't understand. So join us as we dare to ask the questions that nobody wants answered, such as, could you slip into another dimension and not know it? Can our minds cause us to make objects invisible? And is losing your keys just another one of those things, or is it a poltergeist? I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. And let's disappear this problem from people's lives. Look, I don't think we're here to solve it. We're going to get rid of it. I don't think we can solve we it, We can Erica. solve it. Have faith. Have confidence. My goodness. Um, we've been wanting to do an episode on this for a while because it's yeah. such a crazy and elusive topic. Disappearing. Really, there's not much out there on it. There's not a lot on the internet about it. So there is a, I don't think he's a parapsychologist, but mm-hmm. he's like a university teacher of UFOs or something. That okay. is completely okay. incorrect. <laughs> okay. He does a lot of theory work. He's yep. a professor. His name is Tony Jinx and he wrote this book That's called- That's a good fucking name. It's a great profession. name. And he wrote a book called Disappearing Object Phenomenon. He wanted to call the book- disappearing and reappearing object phenomenon because it's not always about objects just completely disappearing forever. Sometimes it is, but sometimes they turn up in really odd places or places that you seriously can't have missed it because you just searched everywhere and it's so obvious. Right. I guess I guess let's let's just give an overview of what disappearing object phenomena. Can we just call it DOP? Like yeah, we'll that's just call such it a DOP. mouthful. Let's I think get an overview of what that's overview dope. of what <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, puns aren't my strong suit. <laughs> uh, yes. I guess in like a paragraph, what is DOP? DOP is when you put something or something that you have is in a place. Yeah. <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. Um, maybe you've just come home and, you know, you've put your keys down and then you turn around and they're gone and you can't find them anywhere and you turn the house upside down. Yeah. And then you go and get your keys recut, spend lots of money on it, and then you come back to find them exactly in the place on the table yeah, that you and had it originally have to be keys, left them. It can be socks or shoes or scarves or books or, or any – they're usually mundane items, right? Mundane items, kitchen items, electronic items. There's a story of someone who had a remote control and had to keep replacing it because they just kept oh, disappearing. Oh, that'd be annoying. Yeah, okay, okay. right? If anything is going to be like the most frequent flyer of disappearing object phenomena, it's remote controls. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. Second, be- maybe only to socks. Because <laughs> what are we supposed to do without remote controls? Like, it's the worst. Yeah. They go missing all the time. Exactly. Now um, I feel like we're doing a stand-up bit, a bad bit of stand-up. <laughs> don't you hate it when? <laughs> don't you hate it when? <laughs> but this is a uh, phenomena that's been mm-hmm. studied. I hesitate to call it a real phenomena. I feel like it's one of those things with any phenomena, it happens enough that people notice it and it gets reported and it gets researched and suddenly people are writing books about it. And it's like, well, clearly this can't be 100% not true. Like... What, are people True. just making it up? No, and like, I mean, it's definitely, I 
I don't know. When I was researching this, I was like, have I experienced mm. this? Have I not experienced this? I've definitely experienced like losing items. Mm. But then for me, it's really difficult to separate that from being like, I'm a classic one where if I'm carrying two things, I'll just put the one in the wrong spot. Like yeah. I remember one time at work, I was panicking because I lost my wallet and all mm. my like coworkers were like, retrace your steps. When did you last see it? And I just put my wallet in the fridge and I put my lunch in <laughs> my locker. And so I feel like I do that stuff all the time, but that's yeah. not quite object disappearing no I think when something truly weird happens you kind of know mm-hmm. it's like anything you got to use your spidey sense Erica. I just don't I really mean, have spidey sense I'm not saying a ghost put your lunch in your locker <laughs> it was definitely me <laughs> yeah it. yeah normally in these scenarios when you kind of find it again you're like oh I do remember putting it there actually but yes. with disappearing object phenomenon it's like someone is playing tricks on me like there's no way and it's that this recurring? could have moved. Yeah, there can be. Yeah. So, so have you you've, you have you experienced that? I have at my parents' place, which we know is notoriously oh, like ghost activity. There is a voices, lot of activity so there. Much going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mum and I for years have been saying there's some kind of poltergeist there because there's a few examples, but one of them where I was at least there for that was that. Um, We had a cutlery stand Mm -hmm. and the whole row of forks went missing. Like no one could find them. It made no sense at all. Anyway, so we were like, okay, well, someone's thrown them out. I don't know. It went weeks by. My mum tore the entire kitchen apart looking for them. And a few weeks later she was talking about it and I went into the pantry, looked at the cutlery stand and I was like, you mean these forks? I pulled them out and the look on her face, she went like white as a sheet. Like she was like, are you kidding me? Like they were not there. They have not been there for weeks. There's nowhere else that they were, not in the dishwasher, not in the other drawers. Like there's just. That one I kind of do because like, okay, a keys or a wallet or Mm. a sock or scarf, like I understand misplacing those because those are things that are transported a lot. Forks don't really ever leave the kitchen. They do and not if go they do, wandering. it's one at a time. Yeah. No one's kind of nabbing the whole row of, of forks. No. So, it was, yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is weird. It's, yeah, it was quite weird. There was another time where her mask, it's a, like, and it's always been like connected to my mom somehow. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did look at was um, how, so if it's poltergeist, they can attach themselves more defiantly to, I other, love to some theory, people this more than others. Theory. Yeah. And it can um, it can come about if there's like emotional changes or there's more activity in the house. Like poltergeists can kind of just enter your life. Sometimes they leave, sometimes they stay. Oh, Jesus, fun! Just like the objects. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it, poltergeists themselves are disappearing yeah. objects. Yeah. And I think what you love most about this is that they're just there to mess with you. I really love like, that idea. I feel like I feel like so much on this podcast, like in media, yeah. ghosts and poltergeists as is mm. really malicious dangerous mm. force yeah so the idea of them just kind of stealing your forks but yeah. then giving them back yeah is very endearing to me yeah and i really love that idea of just like having like a mischievous toddler in the house who also happens to be a poltergeist of course you can think it's entertaining until it happens <laughs> to you it's so annoying and she also lost she lost her face mask which this was early covid so it was yeah. the only one she had and so 
Again, taller house park, couldn't find it, looked everywhere and then was like, fine, I just have to order more. I've clearly lost it at the shops or something. Yeah. She even like she went back to the shops and asked Jeez, him if anyone had like handed really it looked. in. Yeah. It was like, where is this? Um, it turned up like behind the couch mm-hmm. where like no one, there's no way, like where the way that my couches sit in the lounge room, like the back of the couch is like the far corner of the room like it's not in the middle of the room or anything. I don't know who has their couch in the middle of a room. <laughs> but it was like no one you want to It was with. like in the little square corner. Yeah. And again, it was just like I've I've looked everywhere. Wherever I vacuum, I've looked, you know. Like <laughs> And uh I've had times where this has happened a lot to me. I you know, everyone misplaces lip balms. Yeah, but oh my, oh my god! If anything is disappearing object from like for me, it's a lip it's balm. Lip balm, and then you turn around and it's on the nightstand, yeah. and it's like I looked everywhere for this. Yeah, I've had that happen a lot of times, and it's just turned up back in the bag where I was looking yeah. for it, and it very much, it definitely was not there. There's just no you know way. What? Actually, I said I hadn't experienced it, but a hundred percent with lip balm, I have. Yeah, like I have turned my bag inside out to look for it, and then the next day I put my hand in to get my keys out, and instead I pull out the lip balm. <laughs> that does happen all the time to me. There you go. Ooh. And you've always have you, and you've always thought that's weird. I've always thought yeah. there's no fucking way it was in there. I yeah. searched and searched. Yeah, and it always happens. I think this stuff happens to a lot of people, but we kind of just forget and move on with our day because it's not, you know, a scary ghost standing in front of you. Yeah, it's something and if it is like small little things, socks, keys, lip balm, like that's yeah. so trivial. Relatively, yeah. I, I think people probably don't pay huge amounts of no. attention to it. Yeah. There is a framework, actually, that Tony Jinx talks about. Mm-hmm. It's called Barrington's Typology. We won't get into too much theory because it, it does sounds, get. Yeah, that's it, complicated. It gets a little drab, but basically there is a behaviour of disappearing object phenomenon mm-hmm. that's kind of stayed pretty standard because this typology was made in the 90s. So these are different, like, things that can happen okay. to the objects. So you've got flyaways, which is I think the ones that just never come back. It just disappears completely. <laughs> uh-huh. Turnips. They turn up again. Not to be mistaken for turnips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. I love the idea of a poltergeist goes in, snicks your like kitchen fork, and then you turn around the next day and there's a turnip in its place. I love it so much. I want to turn into a poltergeist that puts turnips. I knew you were going to say you want to become a poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't foresee the dropping of vegetables part. <laughs> it's so delightful. Um, the next one is windfalls, which I'm not entirely sure which one that is. Um, <laughs> comebacks, which might be it just turns up in a completely separate Is that different to a, to a turn up? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like turnip. I feel like turn up is probably exactly where you left it. Right. And then comebacks are probably it comes back somewhere somewhere else, else Got that's like, like what a fork I, in the bathroom, for instance. Yeah, yeah, that would be completely weird. Um, enough for you to notice, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and then we've got trade-ins, which is when it gets replaced by with something. vegetables. Re- vegetables. Yep. <laughs> yes. You cracked that's it. That's the one I like. That's the one. Um, but that's the basic framework okay for the behavior of this appearing disappearing reappearing phenomena Mm -hmm. i don't really know how you can 
explain that. So we've got we've got a couple of things that we've kind of guessed at. Poltergeist being one. Yes. Now before we continue, mm. can what is the difference between a poltergeist and a regular ghost? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> no, well, I just I'm just. Because to me, in my head, I've always thought a poltergeist is a regular ghost. It's just one that's a bit more tricky and maybe has a better grasp on, like, the material realm. Look, that's a good bet because no one really knows. That's true. And I knew you were going to ask me this (laughs) and I'm not going to know how to answer because no one really knows. There's a lot of speculation that they're different from any kind of normal human spirit. Okay. It's something else. It's something very mischievous. That's normally how it's depicted. Uh It's a very mischievous type of ghost and it hangs around. It's definitely human-centred. So you're not going to go into a random haunted house and they're just going to be hanging around. Gotcha. They turn up. I think one article that I read was they're more likely to turn up when there's adolescence around because it's like, yeah, a lot of emotions, anger, Sadness, what else do you feel when you're 14? <laughs> what don't you feel when you're 14? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's kind of the okay. theory around poltergeists. All right, what are some other answers to disappearing object phenomena? Um, well, the other thing that's kind of related to poltergeists still, but it's more psychological. Ooh. So it's kind of how it could be activity arising from your subconscious um, and your emotional relationship to the object, which for a fork, I don't know. This one sounds a little bit to me like it could be real, though. Yeah. Because it's not supernatural. Yeah. But, like, okay, you say a fork, not necessarily, but, like, I know your mum works a lot in the kitchen yeah. and loves baking and cooking. Yeah. So maybe for her that was, like, all the forks is a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe that, that could have been an emotional sort of yep. charge for her. That's true. We've had spatulas go missing. You yeah, know, fork spatula. Um, when you think about it, fork's just a little spatula. <laughs> is that the takeaway from this episode? <laughs> a fork, a fork is. is a little spatula. You heard a it tiny here first. Spatula. Uh, I was lost the plot here. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So it could be psychological. Okay, is that essentially saying that it could just be people being airheaded? No. So that's absent-mindedness. Okay. So that is like skeptics would say logical answer. Ah. Absent-mindedness or there was a borrower. So someone has just doesn't want to own up. I read this theory and I saw the word borrower and I got so excited. I thought they were talking about little tiny people that (laughs) live in your house, like Arietti is just going to steal your fork and turn it into like a, I don't know, like a coat rack for herself or something. (laughs) Um, Turns out it's just somebody has nicked the forks, like a child in the family or a the dad and yeah. is just embarrassed yeah. about it. No, the only theory that I saw that was related to creatures was like fairies. Which is kind of in the same vein as a poltergeist in that yeah. they're known for being very sort of tricky and yeah. playing these practical jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without I, sort of malicious intent but just to kind of piss off people. That's true. I think um, the – actual meaning of poltergeist is noisy ghost. Oh, I love so that. take that however you will. Yeah. So the other one, so we've got psychological related. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, yeah, could you cause an object to disappear with your mind? <gasps> oh, like, wait, so this isn't, this is like saying you have sort of latent 
psychic abilities and yeah. you're actually disappearing the object. Yeah. Where are you disappearing to? Exactly. No one knows. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of that in this. <laughs> there's a lot of that in this. We knew it going in. But the other one I think maybe you were referring to is temporary invisibility, which is like the ability for your mind to either you just like your eyes cannot see it anymore. It's still there. Whoa. You just your mind has cancelled it out which is a thing your brain can do your brain mm. does fill in the gaps yeah. constantly yeah we don't see everything yeah like we have a blind spot between our eyes don't we and yeah. then our brain just kind of auto corrects yeah what we see so that's not yeah insane it's called selective attention mm. um so that's a very plausible theory and as well. no joke, this is going to sound like a joke, but this is like a real thing. Everyone knows that when you're a kid, especially a teenager, yeah. you're looking for something, usually in like the kitchen or the fridge, and it's your mom has the supernatural ability to just pluck it out of the thin air where you were looking, right? Like that's a <laughs> universal experience. Yeah. We like there's no blank in the fridge and mom just rocks up and is like literally right here and then there it's there. So yep. especially talking about teenagers, hormones, lots of emotional yep. chemical imbalances. I don't know. Maybe teenagers are worse at looking for stuff and for mm. some people that carries on into the future. That's true. I mean, some of the stories that Tony Jinx talk about are like grown adults. Yeah, I feel like it's mostly adults with this People one. living on their own or with roommates. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't trust a roommate. <laughs> there was one where it was like this, these roommates had used all the eggs yeah, obviously and, that's just your roommate has eaten all your eggs. But so the carton was empty. Yeah. So he found a different recipe that doesn't use eggs, turned around, and then there was an egg in the carton. <gasps> How weird Fuck. is that? It's so it's look, it is so weird, but it's also so funny. It's so good. I love this. Like, <laughs> come how funny. I mean, yeah. Look, I don't know. I don't know. But my favorite yeah. is uh, the dimensional shift. Uh-huh. So it's where the object has slipped into another dimension because there are planes of existence, apparently. Yeah. So sometimes I like to think of it maybe like tectonic plates, you know, Ooh, like wow. sometimes they're kind of colliding. Sometimes maybe we – A little we, dimensional earthquake. We quickly go into a different dimension. Maybe we're going through a wormhole right now. Like I don't know, you know. True. I'm not thrilled with the idea of <laughs> us going through – like if it's the kitchen forks going through a tiny little dimension, that's yeah. one thing. But if you just slipped through a dimension and then didn't even notice mm. and then suddenly everything is just like the tiniest bit different, yeah. you would never necessarily know, but mm-hmm. you'd now be trapped in a dimension that isn't your own. Isn't that really freaky? It is. That's probably another topic. <laughs> <gasps> well, that was the man from Torrid, the sort of mm. theory was on that he had slipped into a dimension that wasn't yeah. his own. Yeah. Just like the forks. It's looked. We can't rule any of this stuff out. Well. And there's more to reality. There's more to reality than we are aware. You agree? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I'm not saying a guy from a plane magically, like, swapped universes. Yeah, true. I don't know. Maybe. There's a lot of unknowns here. I'm sorry I don't have more answers for you. Okay, what 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 do you think is the most correct? I feel like you were leaning towards poltergeist. 
Um, yes, because that's more like what mum and I used to say at home yep. was the poltergeist has got it. So actually I read this thing because it got so bad. I remember we were just losing things left and right and then they would just turn up that yeah. I looked it up and it said like how to deal with this activity and it was like make sure you voice that you really need this object huh. and you really want it. Works every time. Wait. Except with that one cucumber that disappeared. <laughs> But it, it works every time. Wait, really? You, wait, you just asked for them back and then came back? I just go, so I just say, wow, I really wish I had this item. Like, I need it a lot. And then it would normally turn up within about 24 hours. Out loud? Yeah. Yeah. That's I lost, cool. like, actually, this was a recent one, and this wasn't at that home. That mm-hmm. was, like, where I live. Um, my deodorant went missing. That's a bummer. <laughs> it's hot. And I replaced it. It's yeah. always like once you replace it, it turns yeah. up. It's so annoying. Anyway, and, yep, it turned up right back in my backpack. But I had probably a couple of weeks before been like, I really need my deodorant. Like, can this be returned? Like, gosh, I, gosh darn, I need this. Sometimes I'll just say that. <laughs> uh, it was just a little bit too late turning turning back up. That was a bit annoying. Huh. So okay, if, <laughs> your if, face right now, you're like, okay, well, what I'm is so, this? I'm so enamored with this world in which mm. poltergeist is is messing about with you. Okay, let's just assume that they're kind of different forms of ghosts. Yeah, you die, you go into the afterlife, you're stuck in a material plane, you go grow big and strong. Then you decide to spend your kind of time messing with one specific person. I love that. And just like hiding their eggs or deodorant or forks until they buy a new one and then putting the egg and fork deodorant back. I don't think they have consciousness like we do. Think about how you act in your dreams. It's not really any logic to it, is there? You could probably do stuff like that in your dreams and you're not going to be like, wow, this is like how I wanted to spend the afterlife. (laughs) Like... There's no True. logic or reasoning. That's how I like to think about it. True. But isn't, but isn't it? Okay. By the nature of trying to figure out what this phenomena is, yeah. aren't we trying to apply logic and reasoning to it, even if that mm. logic is a supernatural answer? Don't you think it's yeah. just like innately mm. sort of uh, a, a truth that things function by some kind of logic? Like even chaos, yeah. which I know is you know, a, a thing in the world, like an actual scientific thing. Chaos. Chaos. Like the idea that there are unpredictable random mm. events that you can't yeah. account for. Yeah. But just we're still sort of designating them as yeah. chaos and so we're kind of still defining them and we're still logically mm-hmm. finding an answer for it. Yeah. I feel like in the afterlife it would be the same, right? I feel like that would transcend this plane of existence, that just feels like such a universal truth to me, mm-hmm. the pursuit of of reason. I feel like even ghosts got to find a purpose. <laughs> yeah? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I, uh, I mean, this is getting into the afterlife conversation yeah, true, from true, true. missing forks. But look, Erica, in your afterlife, if you really are hell-bent, on stealing people's forks. And I am. That's not completely surprising to me. And replacing it with a turnip. Replacing it with a turnip. I I feel like it's hard to prove that this is a phenomenon. 
supernatural or regardless. Definitely. Because when things are missing, I guess it's harder to justify their existence. I don't know. It's kind of like you, I feel like you notice less things when they're it's missing. It's like trying to prove a negative. It's yeah. It's like yeah. trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. And I think this phenomenon is, it's not terribly exciting, is it? It's kind it's, of like, yeah, losing a lip balm. It is. Unlike sort of ghost ships or, yeah. you know, terrors of the deep and yeah. all the other stuff we've talked about. It is, it's very by nature mundane. Yeah. Like if you came home and your table was missing and then reappeared, you'd be like, oh my gosh. I think that's a full on like haunting in that, that case. Is- like that's <laughs> a full case. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's going to be books about that. That, well, that. For that kind of stuff, I would say dimension some kind of dimensional play. Ooh, yeah. Is it work? Yeah. Wait, is it play? Wait, some kind of dimensional shift. Is it play there? Yeah, I would say because that's like bizarre. Because no like spirit can really move huge objects. They just don't have the power to. Even poltergeists, like whether it's a ghost or not, we don't really mm-hmm. know. They can only really move small things. They can't disappear your car. Like. Yes, yeah, so that's, not possible. that wouldn't qualify as disappearing object phenomena. No, that would that would, uh, that would qualify be a as thing. <laughs> you need to get a priest <laughs> and some holy water. <laughs> or maybe your car's been stolen. Yeah, know. or maybe someone just nicks your car. Can you imagine like if you that's... went to the police station and were like, um, I've had a case of disappearing object phenomena. <laughs> the object was my, my car. My car is missing. <laughs> I think that's also the thing with this, why disappearing object phenomena is not really a studied thing is because it's just stuff does go missing yeah. just by nature of it being stuff. Yeah. And it's so hard to ever prove if somebody has been forgetful because once again, yeah. it's dealing with forgetfulness. Yeah. Like unless you had a 24-hour surveillance inside a house yeah. and you could see things disappearing and reappearing – you're just never going to be able to yeah. prove anything. That would be so weird, though, if well, you that, saw that. that would be sort of, yeah. I think that would be a different thing. I feel like this is, I feel like I just, because it's so mundane, mm. I feel like I have a harder time believing that. Yeah. Is that weird? I feel like it should be reversed. I feel I like think if it's smaller, I should believe it easier. You have a hard time believing any of this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just think people are forgetful, like, and I know it's different to that, mm. but it's like, okay, it's like how we're talking about every, everyone's mm. hardwired to find logic and stuff. Yeah. So maybe when you are so forgetful, you do do stuff on autopilot. Yeah. Like we're looking for an answer to that, even if there is no more sort of complex an answer than you forgot or you did yeah. it on autopilot and didn't remember doing it. Yeah. Even if that answer is it's ghosts, we're sort of still looking for a – a reason behind it. That's true. I feel like even if ghosts were 100% proven, which in my opinion they are, uh-huh. um, people would still be like, but what's the reason? That's so true. Yeah, it's I like, would. What's the reason that my keys have gone missing? Like who's yeah. doing this? But it's like if it's not a who, then why? <laughs> like then what and why? Just stuff happens and it's random. That is, that's the thing is that it can be completely random. That's the most annoying thing about it is that, yeah, you can't really like capture it. You can't say it's to do with the house. You can't really necessarily say it's to do with you. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's even for people who believe in poltergeists or dimension hopping, it's just a kind of a random annoying <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And there's no big outcome or meaning behind it. Yeah. It's just annoying. Well, I understand why you would want to be a poltergeist in the afterlife because yes. no one can really prove you like at all. Exactly. You're just, you just hop in and leave, like yeah. climb on that dimension <laughs> Dimension train, hop on to the next train. one too again. <laughs> this time I'm doing tarot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a good time. It is. If I'm going to be stuck as a ghost, you might as well make it entertaining. Look, I agree, I think. But what what will you do next time? If I think you'll pay attention to it more now. You know what? I probably will. Mm. But then, like you said, even if – I do, once again, go to find my lip balm and it's not there. Like, I can't do anything. Okay, no, I'm going to try, ask for it back. <laughs> I'm see gonna what happens. I'm going to try to verbalise asking for it back. Yeah. And then see if it comes back. And just pay attention to where it shows up. Do you think that's significant? Mm, not really. I think it, it will help you define whether it's just you being forgetful or it's an actual, like, phenomenon. True. Right. Like, if it just turns up. On the nightstand, I probably just forgot. Yeah. Where if it's turning up, yeah. you know. Like my comb went missing for about two weeks and then turned up in like the overnight, tiny, like the cosmetic bag that I had that was empty hmm. and I knew it was empty and it turned up in there. Hmm. And I had asked for it too. Like it might take a week, but you'll get it back. I feel like that's <laughs> – I feel like if you ask for it back every time and sometimes it takes a really, really long time, that might just be it turning up again. Like, I don't know if the asking for it necessarily helped. You don't know? You don't know until you try it. No don't knock anything. it till you no try it. anything and it's better than just, like, buying lip balm, I guess. Yeah, but what will happen is you won't be able to find it. You'll buy a new lip balm and then and the old then one will turn, turn up. up. And it then always it happens. Up. It does always happen. That's the thing. It always happens. Yeah. So I don't necessarily believe that it's... you just got to hang in there until your lips are so chapped. <laughs> like, <laughs> just hang in there. It will turn up. Give it a few winks. <laughs> it does. I have like three lip balms floating around my bag for this very reason. <laughs> exactly. You've done this subconsciously. I feel like a lot of this is a subconscious thing. Yeah. And people listening to this will probably go home and think, well, they're probably already at home, but they're like, oh, yeah, no, I remember one time Yeah. this freaky thing. Happened and I couldn't explain it. It's like anything with the unexplained and unusual, but this is with inanimate objects, I suppose. So, and it's mostly harmless. Yeah, exactly. All right. But and I guess because they're inanimate objects, they don't. They're not like it. They don't. They're not sentient. They're not going to move. So I think that's probably more of the mystery too. True. Yes. True. Which true. maybe gets into an overlying. Um, Philosophy? Yes. <laughs> I was like physiological, psychological. <laughs> it gets into more of a philosophical thing about the, the relationship between humans and object <laughs> and space. Yeah. All that. Anyway, I don't know anything <laughs> about it. I'll just stop but talking that's the now. Point. The point is <laughs> nobody knows anything about it. And the best if you the best you can do is just ask for it back. Yeah, is that your verdict? <laughs> That's my verdict. Just like no one knows anything. It could be anything. We can't prove anything. Have fun with it. <laughs> I feel like you've just given up. I've given up. I don't know. I can't, I can't, like, I can't think of a reason it couldn't. Yeah. Like, I just, it's, 
And even if I can think of reason, it couldn't be ghosts. Like it's so meaningless, like and yeah. harmless. Like why not? Yeah. Yeah, just ask for a back and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, and if it doesn't turn up, I'm really sorry. We tried to help. We tried to help. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not much more to this. No. I, no, not really. <laughs> I think my verdict is just to be more aware of it. Yeah, I love that. Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> we have not invented this, FYI. It sounds like it's we horrific. have. It's okay. It doesn't. No, it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Though so that's that's where I was starting to research, and it didn't even have a Wikipedia page. And I was going, "What's on the Wikipedia page for hmm. ghosts?" Probably. I so just want to know. Much. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look this up. Look it up. Look at ghosts. Alrighty. Yeah. So uh, this has been the Hoax Poke Pod. <laughs> I'm Erica, and I'm Emily. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>the end of the episode thank you so much for listening and if you like what you've heard it would be fantastic if you could rate us or leave a review or better yet show us to some of your friends get the word out there about this spooky little podcast if you want to know more about us or this episode you can visit our website thehokepokepod.com.au we post updates links episodes and any references we've mentioned you'll be able to find them right there we'd like to say a huge thank you to Giano Timble for the amazing graphics and art that he's made for the podcast as well as our undying appreciation to Robert P. Kelly our marvellous and ever patient editor we love you, Rob. And finally, if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email at hokepokepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, episode suggestions, whatever takes your fancy, we will be there. Thank you so much for the support and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.